Oh, so you can't you can't blend a cheeseburger. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hi guys, welcome back to another ITH podcast where we're chatting. What can you blend? No, I'm kidding. Um, thank that, you so much. That's the subject that we should do a separate podcast just about what you can blend. Well, I think there's a YouTube channel called Will It Blend that have millions and millions of subscribers. Oh, damn it! So don't worry. Anyway, uh, we are here today. Thank you again uh, for coming to listen to us or watch us, uh, depending on uh, what platform you're using at the moment. Uh, all of the last podcasts we've done have been absolutely amazing. Talking mm. to Schmark, aka um, Tim uh, Schmee's manager. That was amazing at Autosport. Talking to uh, who else have we spoken to? Oh, God, there's so many now. Uh, rally is this, is drivers. Yeah, like a rally list of drivers. people that are better than me on a podcast? No, not at all. No, we no. haven't even come on to you yet. We've, we've, this is it now. We've peaked this year. Oh, It's all downhill from here. Well, it? We haven't got to the end of this podcast yet, Tim, so don't... Um, Very true. <laughs> don't blow your trumpet or whatever the phrase is. Uh, anyway, Becky Evans, welcome to our podcast, Thank a.k.a. You. Queen Bee. Um, is this the first podcast you've ever done? Have you done a podcast before? This is my first podcast, actually. <gasps> wow, it we're is. taking your podcast cherry. Popped my uh, my my cherry, podcast indeed. Cherry. Amazing. Nice. Well, uh, welcome. It is filmed, as you can see. We have a few GoPros, but a lot of people listen to it audio only, so yep. don't worry too much. Uh, how are you? I was going to say you're obviously doing very well, but you're wearing a jumper with lots of holes in it. So, is that uh, <sighs> is that a fashion thing or is that a, a mishap with the washing machine? Christian, and I don't have to tell you about what looks good because you obviously don't know. Still. I don't. I, I'm, where's my Chris, iron? Christian rolled out of bed this morning straight into. I was, I was uh, like, it's a podcast. It's fine. And then I forgot that we've obviously got a few GoPros. But okay, we're going fashion. We're going, this is fa- this is opening ceremony. This is like a really trendy New York brand. It's great. Anyway, I've worn this for like three days in a row as well. Still, you do not actually know <laughs> apart from the holes in it. But there we go. Yeah. Um, we wanted to get you on today because Tim and I were having a chat a few weeks ago, and we're like. Becky's doing some awesome stuff at the moment. We've been seeing you on TV. You're on the One Show. Now you've got this um, whole uh, uh, YouTube series about the um, Formula E stuff. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to get you in, have a little chat about, I suppose, who you are, where you've come from, what you're doing, what you hope to plan on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose just touching on a, a little bit of, of what you've done. So I suppose, as we usually do, let's start from right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Has passion <clears throat> for cars and things always been something you've enjoyed? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when I was a kid, it was all, I was what what I was surrounded by, basically. My dad was heavily into cars, drag racing. He did stock car racing, banger racing, then went into drag racing. My brother and me both started go-karting when we were eight. Um, And then went from go-karting into junior dragsters. My dad, the whole time, was still doing a lot of stuff with the MSA. And we were always just going to different tracks and seeing different forms of motor racing and getting involved as, as best as we could. Um, and then, yeah, it was just the only analogy that I can ever use is it was just a constant theme in our lives. It's like growing up with two parents that have two different languages. It's like you become bilingual. It was the same with cars. I didn't, you know, I could start rolling off facts about a 1967 Chevy, which I didn't even know why I knew, but I just <laughs> knew it because I just grew up watching Christine and uh, grew up watching American Graffiti. And yeah, it just honestly was something that was just a complete blend of my family. And it was how I grew up. So was it your dad that kind of got you into karting? Because, uh, and if we can find it, there's a very funny picture of you, very, very young, in a go-kart. Yeah. Which, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that picture now. If you're not watching and you're just listening, it's basically a very young Becky in a go-kart looking super cute. My little chubby cheeks. With your little chubby cheeks. Wow. So go-karting was obviously something that you got into very young. Was yeah. that, Again, was that your dad that went have a go you might enjoy it you might not like it well yeah I mean my brother was four years older than me which I you know David started go-karting when he was very young because 
you know, we grew up watching dad racing. So why wouldn't we have a go ourselves? And dad being involved with the MSA, like he, he, he knew where all the tracks were, knew like all the different people involved. And it was just a, you know, natural progression of things. But when obviously I came of age four years later from my brother, my dad was always like, well, what do you want to do, B? Like, do you, do you want to have a go? And obviously I was like, yeah, of course I want to have a go. Like David's, David's racing. And I used to go and see my brother race. And yeah, again, it was just a natural progression of things. And go-karting was the ideal starting point for like a, like a young one who wants to get into motor racing. And you enjoyed it? Absolutely loved it. You know, it was, for me, it was just more time spending, like spending time with my dad. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Cool. And we had, we had such a laugh. Like there was never any pressure. He was never one of those dads that was like, you need to win. You need to do this. Obviously he was like, obviously do your best be like I don't want you to just run around at the back but he he just it was an it was just a really nice family weekend yeah. you know and I I my fondest memories are sort of the weekends we went drag racing and the weekends we went go-karting and like it was just yeah it's the that's amazing your yeah. dad takes you drag racing that's yeah, so that cool awesome. and, you, and it's all the stories it's you know it's all the stories around it you know when I first started go-karting and my favorite story uh, my dad said to me you know you do the rolling lap Mm-hmm. before and I was I think I was like what eight years old and I forgot about the rolling lap so, so I, I remember I remember my thought pro- I remember my thought process really clearly as well because I was right at the back so I was one of the novices and like everyone was going really slow and I sort of drove around and was like yeah this is easy check I was like this is why my brother keeps winning this is piss. <laughs> drove around and then I just remember seeing my dad like <laughs> slow down <laughs> you know there's dad like in the MSA his daughter's just like skinning everyone on the oh rolling lap God. and then I remember one of the Amazing. other drivers being like and then yeah I ended up going to the back where I should have been the whole time but it's not the point it was like and my dad was like now Bex not ideal but you learn right but I learned that's yeah. what live and learn and now exactly. we, la- and now we laugh about it and the, what was the other thing is like you know with the transponders on, on the go-karts to sort of separate out your times etc and I remember seeing the cone in the middle of the track and I was like that looks like a good old target. So I literally just like nailed this cone for no apparent reason. Dad just saw it come up, hit the transponder wire, like <laughs> knock everything out. It was, I was a nightmare. Basically. Reckless, yeah. reckless driver. Like, you know, it's always been, it's like liability. That word follows me around a lot still yeah. to this day. I'd to see your insurance policy. Um, That's actually quite good. Okay, so we started in karting. You obviously very much enjoyed that. Were you any good? I was Other not. than knocking everything over? <laughs> I was pretty decent. Like I got a few novice uh, few novice trophies and things like that. But I moved quite quickly from go-karts to junior dragsters because I dad was obviously becoming more and more heavily involved with um, drag racing. So he was there a lot and the opportunity came up for us to buy the car. So I made the switch from go-karting because I had quite a bad accident as well. I got fired off into a Marshall post and kind of really hurt myself. In karting? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wow. And then, you know what? As a sort of 11-year-old, I was, I just decided, Dad was like, well, we can do this sport instead. So then we went from there into drag racing. And So what? explain to me what a junior dragster is. So, is it an actual drag racing car for kids? Yeah. or You're kidding me. I'm, I'm being serious. In, in my head now, I mean, this is completely wrong. I've got, you know, those little, those little tikes, um cars Dude, you know, the, like, red, the red ones with the yellow roof. yeah 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 one of those with a v8 strapped to the front and massive wheels in the back <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be amazing you know what like Sorry. they are they, they they are chromoly chassis and they're half scale dragsters so oh. it was like it's a fully built and what engine dragster. is, is it's like that? a snowmobile engine so it's an automatic right. only two gears but like you think about it, over the quarter mile we were i mine was a 790 car in the end so you get up to, it's quite hard to explain this all in like a really small amount of time 
you, I had a JMA, which is a junior modified advanced, and that was a 790 car over the eighth. Now, if you kept your foot in it, which you weren't supposed to do because the engines are not designed to do that, you can do an 11 seconds over the quarter mile. Wow. Oh, wow. So well, that at, is... at that 40, 13, 14 years old, you're still doing 80 over the eighth mile, which is good. Yeah. And you know what? The whole point of uh, what we were basically learning, because it's the perfect nursing pool, is uh, reaction time. So you'd have the tree, obviously, and we were on the sportsman tree, so the lights were half a second. So you have uh, pre-stage, stage, like yellow, 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 green. And like we, the, the, it was so competitive in juniors that we were racing down to a thousandth of a second, hundreds of thousands of a second. Wow. So like if you pulled a double zero light, so it was like 0. 0.006, like that was a wicked competition light. It, we, and you were all, you were qualifying on your reaction time. So what, it, it was just an amazing sort Would of- Would you say you've got a really good reaction time? I would say so, yeah. I feel like mm. this is going to get put to the test, but you know, <laughs> it was- yeah, it's like now we need to find somewhere where it's got all those things that you tap. You know, that the F1 drivers. Yeah, do. that. Yeah, fun. I mean that's good reaction time. Also, you need the movement. Like I've yeah. on a few pounds since then. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a uh, it's a very very interesting sport. And do you know what? There's a lot of chat about uh, you know gender gender disparity in mm-hmm. in motorsport. Drag racing <clears throat> has one of the best uh, gender disparities like of any motorsport. Like I was surrounded by girls. We were a pack. Like mm. there was like me and like five of my mates and we all had these like sick little dragsters. Like I'll, I'll get you a picture of it. Mine was wicked. And it I had don't think it. I've ever seen a junior dragster. No. It's scary, awesome. but it's also pretty cool at the same time. And I'm going to have a swift chat with my parents as to why I wasn't in a junior dragster as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, as I said, and it's a very, very friendly family sport, like drag racing. And you, you see a lot of it where it's like the elders have got a car and, you know, like super gas or something like that and then their kids are, are racing and then they go from racing the junior dragsters and then they go into super gas or something like so that was your was your father ever worried about no. you because obviously you had a crash in karting was he like now i've just strapped her into this metal box with a quite a powerful snowmobile engine in the back no my dad my dad is well bearing in mind that dad writes the rules for safety of british uh, for british drag racing as well so you know we were fully strapped in full uh you know fire suits, arm restraints, helmets, roll cage. Like dad obviously would spec the roll cages and things like Mm. that. So they have a full roll bar hoop. Like you'd have to be really trying to hurt yourself. Cool. But you know. Well, yeah, Richard Hammond said the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Slightly slightly bigger type dragster type thing, wasn't it? The car that he actually, you know, the first one, I think it was Vampire, which was Mm -hmm. the... um, God, what are they? They are jet cars. My yeah. dad uh, designs the kerosene injector on the current Fire Force car. So he was telling me about it's something to do with terminal velocity and the way that, te- I don't know, but, but dad, my dad's like an engineer and stuff. And he kind of explained that crash. That is quite a common, uh, well, not common. I'm not going to say that it's common. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. It's all very it. safe. Yes. So um, what, just quickly. Sorry, can't, can't so what age can you start doing junior drags? You can start at, I think it's eight. Eight, okay. Eight years but old. then, As but then, but they're stuck. I, you know, my, my brain's going ten. I've got a six-year-old girl who oh, loves cars. In two I years, would, I, you, you will have to let me know because my I wife absolutely can't see this one. I absolutely <laughs> love introducing people to drag racing as a sport mm. because, you know, it's my it's where I grew up and it, I have such fun memories of it and it's such a commute. You know, if you wanted to go in, like everyone's really helpful. The pits are really open and 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just drag racing is one of my favourite sports. Well, you've got my mind thinking but anyway. <laughs> but she, she would start with a stock car. Your wife's going to hate you. She is. Yeah, she would start with a stock car, which is a 1290 over the eight mile. It is quite, that is slow, I would say. But, you know, when you're mm-hmm. eight years old doing 30, 40 miles an hour and sort of learning the lights is the key thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Santa Pod have the car that you can rent out for the weekend. So even if you took your girl up and she could have a go and see if she liked it, then, you know, I know all the people there if you want to do that. Nice. That's cool. Well, if anyone listening as well, just get in touch with plug, with plug, 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 yeah, plug, yeah, plug, absolutely. Plug, plug, plug. Um, okay, so that's kind of, I suppose, the the foundation of of your yeah. automotive love for for all things fast and Fury. exciting. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> what made you become the? I suppose, what would you call yourself? Like influencer, personality, <gasps> presenter, a bit of all of them, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a real mix. I think because, you know, what do I enjoy doing? Like, ultimately, I enjoy dicking around in cars and people... Don't we all? Well, there you go, you know? And that's the basis of everything. It was just everything grew around it. Like, I've always been me. And, you know, I have such a good time doing what I love that when I started making the content, it just worked. And the presenter side of it is a skill that you kind of just develop from being able to talk on camera. And then that's all just sort of naturally moved on within itself so did you go to uni or i did go to university what did you study at university i went to oxford brooks and i did business and economics okay. so i've got a degree mainly i did a lot of finance stuff like i mm. convinced myself that that's what i wanted to you do you should have a chat with tge i mean <laughs> only if i really have to you know <laughs> bless him um yeah no i that came from taking a break from racing because uh, you know classic story you get to go from juniors into senior racing very expensive I, my dad was like what do you want to do I was like dad I think I should go and go to university do that part of my life because I'm the last of four kids to go to uni as well you know my dad's very much uh, an academic like he wanted mm. me to go to uni so I was like all right cool I'll go to university do that bit and then I could come back to you know you can come back to cars you can come back to yeah, racing yeah. at any point in your life did you do I know Oxford Brooks have got a, a race team yeah. were you involved in that no I actually wasn't I uh-huh. I was just doing the streetcar stuff at that point I was that girl that in the in the white mark for golf that was sort of hooning up and down Carly Road <laughs> Genuinely, and it had like 19-inch BBS CHs in it. Had a Recaro. You, you posted a picture of this on, on Instagram the other day. Yeah, the other day it looked awesome. That that had different wheels. That had like yeah, they were the three-piece. Yeah, they were ones. Rotoform VCEs, three-piece quad plated chrome tens on the rear, nines on the front. They were so heavy they slowed my car down. Right, nice. it was a 1.4, <laughs> and I put these wheels on it. And it literally slowed the car down. I felt the needle just like struggling to get past like 40 miles an hour. But they were brilliant. But the only problem with that was at the time I couldn't afford air ride suspension, which makes your whole life a lot easier. So everything was static. So we were winding down the coilovers, cutting the bump stops off, cutting the anti-roll bar off. Like this thing was hard. Slammed. It was mm. so hard. And also it's swing beam rear suspension. It's not independent. So every time you hit a butt, the whole oh. body just came down. And just basically chopped all the right. Feel it. Yeah. My dad hated it. Oh, I loved it. I thought I'm not it was surprised amazing. your dad hated it. I know. Well, he, he refused to get in it in the end. Well, when I was, this is, I mean, it's exactly the same sort of thing, but many, many years earlier. Because <laughs> when I was 17, my mate got, he was the first one, and he got a Nova. Mm. He got a Nova 1.3 SR, which was like awesome thing. Mm. But it was on, we got 17s on it. Yeah. And it's ridiculous on a Nova. And we we, we scraped everywhere. Well, exactly. The first time, and we all we all drove to um, Abbasock in North Wales, and there was we were four up with all our luggage, and we just remember going down the roadway and just going, 
yeah. over every single skirt, bump. Skirt. Yeah. Every time it was just scraping on the rear. So he then did the same. And he, but we, because we were young and poor, we just nice lowered one. it. Yeah. And it was just, it was like that. Yeah, the whole rotten. time. It Sorry, was, Patrick. It, oh, it was absolutely <laughs> the thing was. It was a nightmare to drive, mm. but I absolutely loved it. Because that was my that was where I really cut my teeth on modifying. Because back in the day, you know, you had to put real effort into it. You know, the modification for a Mark IV at the time was like Mark I uh, filler caps from a TT. So you'd go to a scrapyard, get someone to get a rear quarter, cut that out, then weld that in where the original Mark IV one was, smooth it, paint it, get that all done. And then, you know, when the Mark Vs came out, they were the big baller, big boy mm. car. But I couldn't afford one, classic. So we'd go to the scrapyard, find a tailgate, cut out the, you know, the, the boot release because it was the badge. Everyone thought that was hot shit at the time. And, and then you get that, weld that, cut your old boot uh, release out, Jeez. weld that in, paint it, fill it. And I it, really, really hope there are people watching slash listening to this, like kind of knowing who you are a little bit, but maybe thinking, oh, you know, maybe they needed a woman on that show or they needed a girl to do this. And then you're you're absolutely smashing with all these facts. You know exactly what you're talking about. There are so many people that I suppose would have no idea that you see on TV doing all this stuff. And you you've lived it. You've you're doing it. You're getting your hands dirty, doing all the things that any automotive person would do whether they're male or female doesn't yeah. matter yeah and this Pop, is what, this you're, is what you're, i love you're, you're a petrol head. having a chat with you it's great <laughs> the, the, but the thing is for me you know what i'm not alone there are so many girls out there doing this it's just that i decided to stick a camera in my own face that is the mm. only difference like i was so when did that happen then so so you, you went to university you got your yep. degree yep. you came out of uni at what point did you say I want to do something with cars or I want to film myself messing around with cars. What yep. what was the progression? Okay, so then I went to university, did that for three uh, three years and then came back and then moved to London when I was 23. And I got a job in fashion PR. And you know what, from idea to execution, me actually moving to London was about two months. I just went, oh, what am I good at? Uh, chatting, breeze and pretty good at fashion because I worked with independence and worked at Carhartt and streetwear when I was back in Cov because that's where I'm from. And uh, went into PR and I saw the way the, the media landscape was changing, you know, circulations of uh, publications were going down and then the rise of the influencer as such. And I'm talking to these girls every day and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, and here's another one and another one, another one. And I was, I, you know, obviously I'm there looking at the numbers and looking at how much these girls are getting paid. I was like, you've got to be joking. So mm. I then looked at my own space. I was like, well, what's going on with cars online? And... I just suddenly saw a collection of people which were apparently representative of automotive online that I was like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting. Mm. And there's no one, rep you know, where's the, where's, where is the female voice? Because as I said, there's loads of us. I've got loads of female mates that are into cars, bikes, whatever. And none of us, and we're not like, we're not being supported. Yeah, online, there's just no presence basically. So I, we... It was a conversation. I, you know, I met up with uh, Sam Seen Through Glass at the well, time. And I think that's that's the first time I saw you. Was a, that's one of Sam's yeah. videos where he yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. he sort of introduced you. Yeah. But weren't you teaching him to do something on a track or something? No, I, it was, was it, it just... was literally that video was the most painful thing to film because I had no idea what I was doing. I was so nervous. <laughs> I didn't really know what I wanted to say almost, but I just knew that what I was doing outside and off camera would be worthwhile filming on camera. Because, you know, I bought the 21 and that whole social media on my Instagram was growing really organically in my pocket anyway. When you say you bought the 21? The 21, the E21. Okay. Yeah, your, so my your... 83 E21. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I bought that when I was 21 years old because that was my first classic. But that, when I bought that car out, which was on bags, like 
polished uh, BBS RS. Like this car was balling at the time. It and did it, look great. Mm. I was sick, dude. Like I was like, t- I thought I was the Mac daddy, you know, like, <laughs> and I was going to, I was doing all the start show circuits and all of that. Um, yeah, when I bought that car out, my sort of my social media had a bit of an explosion, and then suddenly everyone was like, "Oh, who's this chick who's got this vintage BMW?" And I was like, "Yeah, me." And <laughs> it was. I then just kept going to shows, and it was all growing, blah 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 blah, blah all the rest of it. I just forgot my point now. <laughs> I've literally just forgotten where we are. So I went to all the shows. Sam. Yeah, Sam. And mm. then yeah, we just decided that maybe what I was doing off camera would be worthwhile putting onto YouTube, whatever. And I met up with Sam, and Sam was like, "Just film." everything uh, yeah, yeah basically just film what you're doing and then put it online and then i guess that's when it started and now we are where we are today that was 2016 i started the channel so within a couple of years you've done loads of videos loads of content but you've also been picked up by red bull so we can quickly yeah. briefly mention that mm-hmm. so what is it that you do with red bull red bull i have a five-part series on red bull tv called drift queen and that is follow- it's seriously good if anyone hasn't seen it, by the way, jump watch on it. and have a look. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's genuinely, it's genuinely really good content to yeah. watch. Ah, uh, you know what? That was like a dream come true. Like the Red Bull thing for me was such. Yeah, it was such a moment because it it was an opportunity to work with a brand A that I loved. Be with people that they basically say to you, "The sky's the limit. You got an idea, bring it to us. We'll see if we can make it happen." Even if you're like, "I want to, I want to drift on the moon," they're like, "Okay, B. I mean, we might have to scale it back a little bit." But we'll we start can, with the car park. But we, but we mm. can get you drifting. I don't know up Mount Kilimanjaro. They'll make stuff happen. But you went, brand. you went quite a few places with with Red Bull. You went out to Japan, didn't you? Went to Japan. Yeah. Went to LA, uh, and obviously all around the UK. I mean, that and that was just in the short. Uh, time span of the series because it's only five episodes it was very much a like a uh, like a tester they were like okay we'll test the waters with this girl and the reception was amazing and you know the edit was amazing like the whole thing came together really nicely and I enjoyed working on that project so much because I had to get stuck in the S15 which is the car which gets built during the series I was ha- I was helping put the diff in. I was helping put the uh, the coilovers in. Changing, but that's the kind of person you are, isn't it? It's not like they they took you out of your comfort zone. You you wanted to get involved. Mm. You wanted mm. to be able to help create this car. Yeah, it, it I I absolutely. You know, when when you're driving, and my whole dream was to be a multidiscipline driver, right? So drifting to me, I was like, okay, cool. There's something that I haven't tried before. Something that I can get good at. And the car itself, you, you're learning when you have a mechanical sort of sympathy and you're seeing the way these things are going together, you then have a much deeper knowledge of how that enables the car to move in that way. Yeah. So, you know, the setup with the toe arms and the camber arms and also the diff, the lock, the two-way mm-hmm. diff, you're, I'm looking at the flanges and you're, you're like, okay, now it all makes sense. It's like, why does that work like that? And then you get, a, when you're driving that car and you're like, oh, okay, cool, that makes sense you know and i i would i would stress to people if you don't understand if you want to get better at driving learn the mecha- learn how learn that how whole thing works. goes together yeah. because then you just for your own for your own head like it just makes it makes it easier for me anyway you know like it makes the whole driving thing easier. and doing that series that then basically um well you're on the one show i can't believe it like i saw your interview yeah. and like, oh, i'm gonna be on the bbc <laughs> i was like what yeah and i turned it on there's another cute little picture of you when you started and then you were doing basically burnouts <laughs> right in front of the one show studio i was like what is going on that is a glow up my friend <laughs> tesco's car parks outside the bbc try me like it was it- <laughs> <laughs> it was um, again another amazing moment which Red Bull we worked with Red Bull to make happen because 
yeah, it was promoting the Drift Queen series. But it started off, we were like, should we do it on a rooftop? Maybe bring you in on a helicopter? And it, like the, wow. the safety aspects of that just didn't work out. But then they were like, okay, what about outside the BBC? I was like, send it. Yeah. Send it for life. That. Like, yeah. and the best thing is I was watching the news the other morning with all the Brexit stuff and then I saw these two dudes and everyone's photographing and walking into BBC, uh, BBC and I'm like, ha, I've done a donut right there. <laughs> right there, you know? And that it, is cool. Yeah, it's like serious creds, way in my yeah. mind anyway. <laughs> and now the latest thing you're doing is the Formula E uh, yes. YouTube show. Yes, Voltage. And are you enjoying it? Like, what what is this? Because I, mm. I speak to a lot of people about um, Formula E because I, I love it. Mm. And being that I, I also work at uh, Virgin Radio, Virgin have got a race team. So yeah, I yeah, try yeah. and follow the guys. Yeah, DS. Well, it's not anymore, is it? I don't know. I was like DS to Cheetah, actually. That's a completely different team. I know my stuff. What was it about the Formula E, I suppose, aspect that you wanted to get involved with? Or were you just like, this is awesome. I'd love to host a show about this motorsport that I don't currently know that much about and we're trying to learn a bit mm. more about because mm. I, I guess just like everyone formula e is a very new thing mm. uh, and a lot of people don't know quite the ins and the outs and yeah. i was learning about fan boost a few yeah. months ago and how that works but it, i suppose it is the way that motorsport is going and it's the way definitely consumers are going in terms of buying mm. um electric cars uh, what was it about that that interested you do you know what? Like, Please just turn around and say the money. If it was, uh, <laughs> well, obviously you know every little payment helps. is good. Every, yeah, every getting paid helps. for something is nice. But do you know what? I I'm not going to stand in the way of progression. At the end of the day, I'm the biggest ICE fan that you've got going out there. But it's happening. It is going to continue to happen. That electric is going to become a thing, and motorsport and racing, which we so love and want to preserve, that that is the future. Electric yep. racing is the future. Now, once I started looking at the field and started delving into the past and sort of the way this sport has developed and just, uh, you know, we're into season five now, it is amazing the the leaps and bounds that they've come. And the racing is actually exciting. You know, mm. I, I will, I will uh, admission here, I have not watched motorsport that closely for quite a while because I got so bored of the same people winning. It's, you know, we're watching someone almost drive around the track on their own because they get so far ahead. And the, the commentary, slightly boring. I'm going to go out there and say that. It's just not exciting for me to watch. And Formula E is kind of like, you know when you go out on a go-kart track and they say, right, boys, no contact. Mm. All goes out the window. They're <laughs> running into each other. Yeah. They're like, Some of the crashes are pretty insane. Mate, yeah. And they're flipping the bird at each other and they're rowing. And you know what I mean? It's It's got some real drama to it. And I quite enjoy that. And the Voltage Show is a live show which is streamed alongside the race. So whilst it's all happening, we... We've got our YouTube guests. Obviously, we've had some great ones. We've had KSI, Zerka, you know, Will Any, Stephen Tries. We have that element and then we have the race at the same time. And we can, mm. it's just, a, it's like a fun... So do you provide commentary as the race is going on or do you kind of let the race happen and then take pick it up again afterwards? Well, as as things are happening, we, we have certain points that we're talking about, you know, which drivers, how well they're doing. You know, we've had, a, you know, Mass has just come in and the Von, Von Dorn, all of these different people. Cool. There's, there's lots of lots of uh, points to talk about. And obviously, as the race is happening, things are happening. Yeah. So the guests are getting involved with the race. They, you know, they've got their favorite drivers. Yeah, yeah. There's always got, that's the thing with the Formula E race, there's always action happening, which is great, you know. By the way, it's Envision version. Did you just check? just check? I did. I did check. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, because my friend actually Robin Fryens, he races for them. He's a very steely-faced Dutchman. Sam Bird's a very mm. good, very good driver. Yes, very, very good driver. Yeah, oh, yeah I he, he did really well this weekend oh, yeah. actually. Mm. I th well see, done, I th Sam Bird. Formula E is. I mean, I think it's the way it's going to go. If you look ten years into the future, maybe not ten years, twenty years into the future, I don't think Formula One 
might not even be around anymore. Well, Formula One have got a real problem at the moment with trying to get young people into the brand. Mm. And they are, in in my eyes, messing it up. Yeah. Like they're, they're not letting um, a lot of creators come and do the things that they should be doing at races and things like that. Mm. A few people have managed to get in. Like Red Bull are very, very good at, at mm. getting people along. Um, but I think I think they need to open it up a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I found that was, I don't know if it's true or not, but that Formula E, they basically own the rights to electric racing. Basically, mm. the if, if there is going to be a Formula-style electric race series mm-hmm. in any it. format yeah they own it yeah i just love so the fact th- that it's, it's all gonna street. be them <laughs> it's all street stuff yes but i yeah. just come much, on much london cooler. let's bring it back here we had one round battersea park and that was it yeah and they were like no too much noise pollution you're kidding me no, noise or and, and oh th- this old lady can't walk her dog for yeah, 24 hours was, because of the was, parks being shut it oh, was a pretty poor show <laughs> we, we are london we are amazing let's show people that we can have a good time and and in you know and, I, and the I uk the uk is the home of motorsport we yeah. have we have all motorsport engineers something like 80 percent of, mo- of most motorsports are cars are designed and built in the uk correct yeah so why the hell do we not do more yeah, for motorsport <sighs> and are we shutting down race we're rockingham shutting down rockingham yeah I know. rockingham's gone we love rockingham we went yeah. to rockingham, rockingham last year it was, great. it was a great track it really annoys me really so annoys is there me gonna be is it gonna be a, a series two do we know yet so I can't say anything too much now, oh, here we go. but it's I we're, we're talking about it. Okay. I mean, right. I would. That's such the media response. Well done. Do you like that? We're in talks. I'm learning. Talks. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> you know, like when I first went in there, I was green. I was, you know, but now I'm starting to get that slight media training. Okay. Slightly more refined. But it's looking potentially quite likely. Maybe. Was that a wink? Yes. <laughs> I want to talk about women in motorsport and just women in in car automotive um, uh, land in general, really. And it's perfectly, uh, we've gone on perfectly because they've just announced this W Series. Yes. See, W Series is quite exciting. It's going to start Mm. this year. It's going to offer a prize fund of $1.5 million, Mm -hmm. uh, free entry for 18 to 20 competitors, all women. Uh, They're going to be selected um, purely on, I suppose, uh, tests and appraisals and and testing and stuff. Uh, The overall winner will win half a million dollars which is yeah. crazy yeah. um and you get prize money all the way down to yep. 18 or 20 mm-hmm. uh organizers aim to stage six 30-minute races in top um circuits in europe and yep. feature plans that could even see it expand to expand to america asia and australia mm-hmm. i think this is wicked why I've... hasn't this been done before there's only been a, a, a handful of formula one it's probably yeah a hand i think it is five women have ever entered a grand prix compared to oh, 822 think... it's probably more than that now yeah. men. We, do you know what? it's very funny we were having this conversation yesterday and it was something as i said they said it was something like 900 drivers in the last 42 years of f1 and yeah. only two i think two women and the last one was 40 I can't remember how many years ago. It was, Quite a few years yeah. ago. That's actually competed. Who's I mean, actually there's, there's been, to, yeah, to you've oh, we've got, got test drivers. Test drivers yeah, yeah, yeah. Susie. Yeah. Is, she's a test driver, isn't she? Mm. For, um, is it McLaren? I can't remember now. I thought she was Williams. Is it Williams? Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Susie Williams. Wolf, um, is it? Toto. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Williams. Um, see, the thing is, the W Series is polarizing at the moment. There's a lot of different opinions being thrown mm. around. But you know what? It's a game of numbers. If you there are there are so many male drivers and there are just there are a few a few amazing women drivers you know and the, the talent is there it's just that well, as we were looking at the list earlier there's quite a few um, UK 
female drivers. That yeah, have, Jamie uh, Chadwick's in there. Yeah, yeah. Alice Powell's in there. There are there are there are some amazing talent which has gone uh, gone on to, you know, enter into the W Series. I think you know what, it's one of those things when you have males and females. Is we're talking about a systemic problem almost. You know, little Johnny's probably going to get a go kart. Little Jenny's going to get a pony. Like you're talking about something which is way back mm-hmm. into our psyche. It's it's not like. Uh, something that we wake up and go, do you know what? We're going to stop women from doing this. It's just a case of there are more men that have gone into motorsports. So there is a much bigger pool of drivers. And you know what? When there is money which could potentially uh, sponsor and get a driver to move up the ranks from, you know, f- you know, Formula 3 to 2 to 1, you know, and he can be earning X amount of money, a lot of the time it's going to end up, the money's going to be being put behind a male driver because there's just there's more chance of that happening. And what the W Series is aiming to do is kind of, you know, racing's a billionaire boys club. It has been a billionaire boys club for a long, long time. You know, Max Verstappen, he's also got a sister, Jos Verstappen. No, is that his dad? I can't remember her name. Yeah, it's his dad. Um, Mm. His sister, uh, when they were go-karting, she was every bit as fast as him, but they decided, you know, he didn't have the money to put them both up the ranks. So he put the money behind Max and we all know Max and where he's got to today, but his sister was just as fast as him. I had lunch next to him. That's my claim to fame. Lunch next to did you sniff next him? To next to did I, you sniff him? I definitely took a cheeky selfie. Did. I've Brilliant. got a selfie of the side of his face. Patrick, you were there, weren't you? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Patrick's nodding. Uh, it was very weird because we were all just sat down and uh, TGE and Archie are flapping their wallets around and um, oh and we look left and we're like, oh, there's a guy with definitely a deeper wallet than you guys. Uh, that was just so, it was very surreal, but lovely guy. And obviously yeah. his family have just been racing, 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 as you yeah. just said. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Is it, so does his sister still race? Do we know? No. Oh, so the thing is, it's like what the W series is basically aiming to do is completely wipe the slate clean and stop that situation from happening. It's giving them the platform and the and the opportunity to really show people what they're made of. Yeah. And I think, you know what, personally, I, I don't think there's any negatives that can come from it. A lot of people are getting annoyed about segregation and all the rest of it, but it's like, why would you stand in the way of progression? If I was a racer and there's some amazing racers out there and the only reason that they haven't been able to progress is through money, you know? Exactly. So here's a, here's a series which is giving you training and not just, it's, it's all about, you know, the media training, you know, sponsorship, mm-hmm. pa- putting sponsorship packages together. It's a full 360 view and approach to becoming a professional racing uh, driver. And many oh, yeah. of these women obviously are professional uh, drivers, mm. but it's in just- various, yeah. Giving the you know giving them another platform. I think it's I think amazing. It gets, they've, yeah, they've created it as a, a free entry. Uh, obviously, you mm-hmm. probably need to buy the car and nope. stuff. Oh, no, no, they are all they Formula provide... Three cars. They provide the cars. It's so a Formula, Formula, three, Formula car. three car because mm-hmm. that is the last. You've just got to be good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and also Formula 3 is the last, uh, it's kind of like where the glass ceiling starts yeah, for yeah. female drivers. They tend to get to there and then very rarely get above it. So that's why they wanted to start with Formula 3 and to, uh, you know, have them driving Formula 3 cars because, mm. you know, the progression beyond that. Yeah. And the good thing is that the person who wins, the the, the woman who wins this championship, she gets $500,000. She does indeed do. So that's a big amount of money. It's a big amount. Know, but that, it's it's a very is, small amount of money in Formula One, but it's it a is. big amount of money. Yeah. But she'll the, the, basically the, it's the best person from this year's series, yeah. and then she'll be able to buy herself a seat, or to get you, you have you generally yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to you have to bring sponsorship to these things, don't you? Yeah. You have to bring money. You know, unless you're someone really special, mm. you're not going to get given a seat mm. in because you'll they'll probably go through to a, a Formula Three team at that point or, or even or anything if she got, could get a seat anywhere yeah anywhere but it's giving her that that opportunity to bring mm. that money 
and of saying I've won that to the table, and then she'll then she'll be on that similar level to the other male competitors. But she was and always yeah, she was always there. It was exactly. just it it's was just, just a hard. case of uh, resources, yeah. you know. And they, they it's not like they particularly want to go want them to go into a formula sport. It's like if they could get a seat in IndyCar or V8 yeah, yeah, yeah. supercars or yeah. just something where she mm. gets a drive, Anything. you know, yeah. like and gets maybe somewhere where she couldn't have previously well, got yeah. rally's a huge thing isn't it i mean Love someone rally. like mm. uh katie katie munnings yeah she's I mean, a babe she's done amazingly well and now just being signed by red bull she she the, i think she's the first female female driver yeah, she is indeed to be signed by red bull katie so congrats is, katie that's amazing she is a sweet girl as well she's lovely like she was perfecting her handbrake turns at like 13 years old because her dad is very much involved in that's rally so cool. yeah nice. she's and do you know what she's such a like a lovely I've sat on a sofa with her I did a panel talk with her and she's just really enthusiastic and you know she's done she's done some stuff for CBBC as well it was like I think it's amazing Katie. Katie's amazing Katie, machine yeah that's it my daughter loves, loves it. it and you know what we need girls like her to to be doing stuff like that mm. that's, as I said you know going right back to why you said why did you pick up a camera it's normalizing it the only there's so many girls doing what we do but it's just not out there for people to see and you know we are we are herd animals we as humans as soon as we see others doing something we then we're like oh okay cool yeah we can do that too like and it, it, yeah. it is a case of yeah, have you ever found any difficulties in Ooh. in what would uh, i suppose a lot of people say is, is a male dominant industry uh, i mean i'm pretty headstrong do you know what i mean i'm no, very you never much would have <laughs> you wouldn't have fight me <laughs> yeah exactly fight yeah. me yeah. is my favorite yeah. phrase no I, do, do you know what it is it's more it's very subtle you know the fight you, it's the same thing with sexism it's all actually done behind closed doors i'd actually rather someone came up to me was like you can't drive you're a woman because i'd be like fight me it's it's all that it's all the decisions that you're it's all the things that you're just left out of because you know you're just not even considered and you're every bit as good as as your counterpart but you're just not even considered you know and you know what more than more so than sexism it's elitism going back to it, it's a mm. like global billionaire boys club it's like it's a, it's a money game like i haven't carved dude like I, I i've got my old e21 and i've managed to make a bit of a name for myself and get to some places but i'm still encountering some attitudes that i'm like yo just just because you got a bit of money don't mean you're better than me yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's it's interesting and you know i'll always fight the good fight and I'll just keep moving. I've, I've very much had the uh, opinion that, you know, just keep doing, keep, keep your well, head down. Well, with that in mind, you... what, what is coming forward over the next, let's say, let, let, it's a bit of a weird question, isn't it? But where do you see yourself in five years' time? This is a job interview. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's it's like that, first date. It? It's like first date, isn't it? Where do you see yourself uh, yeah. in five years? Uh... With you, not with you. Not with you. No, what five years? Oh, Christ. You know what? I, when I came into this game, I never wanted to be a mouthpiece. I don't want to be a pit lane reporter. And I'm not saying that they're you know, or a motorsport correspondent. That, mm -hmm. they're, they're amazing, the, the people that do that. But I looked at the great, you know, when I was growing up, I saw people like Jeremy Clarkson, who are a real personality and opinion, like a tastemaker, an opinion maker in, in the industry. I want to be synonymous with the industry the way I grew up being like, oh, Susie Wolf or, you know, Sabine or, you know, all of these names. It's like, that's how I want to be. And I want to be the girl that managed to provide a pathway for any any other chicks that are out there that want to pick up a camera and start doing stuff. And then, oh, I'm not sure. It's like, babe, just do it. Like grow a thick skin, get stuck in. Because if I can do it, you can do it which is so like, look at that, I'm like PC. That's media training for you right there. If I can do it, if you I can, can do, do it. it. No, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's a healthy dose, the healthy dose of like, 
realism. Well, that's why there's so many YouTube channels popping up here, there, and everywhere because everyone looks at them and goes, "Oh, if they can do it, I can do it." Yeah, and not everyone. That's what we thought. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what? But the thing is, if you come from a time where surely you were were on build threads, forums, you know, edition Mm -hmm. thirty-eight for piston heads, that sort of thing, the forum, the the YouTube channel is now taking over the taking over the forum. Yeah. It's just build threads are dead. They are dead, and you know what? I love to build thread. Like really lame. I love, yes. I love Scrolling the through. Oh, what are you going to do about this problem? Oh, I fixed it because of this. And yeah. yeah. But I now still, you sit there and watch Project Binky every time it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. YouTube is is replacing the build thread. So it's mm. like, let people create what they want to create. They're already bashing keys back then anyway. It's just now we've got to see their face. Yep. Tim, stop it. So five years time then. <laughs> five years time. What I okay, we, yeah. we need a definitive <gasps> answer. Ah! Um, five years time. So I will be thirty-one. <laughs> Um, don't you just be careful what you say 31 years old yeah very young very young indeed in five years time I won an RS6 and FF like my fully built drift car a sausage dog and you know but how are you going to do that what what are you going to be doing I don't know but this is the thing like look at the look at the trajectory and the journey that I've had in the last two years like if you'd have told me two years ago when I was sat in my fashion PR job miserable as sin earning no money and then this thing called YouTube popped into my life and changed it who the hell knows, dude? Like I, the Red Bull job came about and that's changed my life again. I'm just going to keep moving forward, staying who I am and just keeping the message the same as it ever was. As in just like, fight me. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the video title. How about, how about the first female um, Top Gear presenter? Mm. maybe mm. you know what maybe but Hell. i do you know what actually I, I would i would actually prefer to have my own format and a new yeah, and a top new gear. show yes. because top gear i love top gear and always will and you know chris harris is he he was the guy that moved from journalism to youtube to being on the show and he's chris is great he's sick it's just what a he does. shame the whole show's kind of gone down the toilet a bit yeah they've well, jumped the shark I, by I, hiring i can't even remember freddie flintoff and paddy mcginnis well, you know For what? They, they, I'm, I'm not going to comment until yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, but they true, might be true. Really good. Yeah, so, I don't okay. know. Anyway, but, Becky, yes. um, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. Onwards and upwards. If Becky can do it, you can do it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> if a girl from Cov can do it, you can do it too, but my I, I think you, you get a lot of people um, sending you messages on social media and stuff. Uh, what is it just at Queen Bee? It is indeed. Just Wait, where a, did the Queen come from? I can't believe we didn't oh my cover God, that. Can I, yeah. Yeah, do you know what? And you know, this plays me to this day because I really don't have like a, a God complex at all. Like the Queen Bee thing came from when I was 14, 15 years old. When I, I think I got Instagram maybe a year later at that point. I was on the back row with all my lad mates and it was my teacher walked in one day and was like, look at you. You think you're the Queen Bee sat at the back with the boys. Get to the front now. And it oh, just it stuck. and it just stuck. There you and, go. And nice. then the, and you know it's the same thing as like biker babe nine 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 at hotmail.com. Everyone had a hot, everyone had a, a joke. Please tell me that is a genuine email. That's my <laughs> that's my best mates one. Mine was racer babe six six six, and hers was <laughs> Ooh, biker babe nine 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 because her dad had a Ducati. And yeah, everyone's had that lame hotmail account thing, mm-hmm. and everyone changes it when they grow up. I still haven't grown up, so I'm still Queen Bee. <laughs> I can't Amazing. believe that you've actually got a small cardboard cutout of the Queen. I do upstairs, upstairs yeah. and you didn't, you didn't put it on the desk. I'm um, yeah. No, because it needs my face on it for uh, it to really work. Cut it out, stick it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd go. be good. There you go. There well, you go. thank you for coming on. Um, hopefully, you know, if people have been uh, watching, listening this, they'll kind of go, "Well, if Becky can do it." I can do yeah. it. Is that really but cheesy? Oh no, 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 no. I'm just I think, it's, I think it's good, and we'll, we'll have to get you back on another podcast because we still haven't even got into talking about your cars. 
So we'll oh do that God, on another yeah. one. Yeah. I forget. We've got to talk about the E21 and the Bath and all Follow that Follow me, stuff. look at my stuff, and then I'll be back. Yep. At Queen Bee. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't checked out BOTB.com, by the way, they give away a dream car every single week. It's my job to go out. Uh, well, I was in Hungary uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was yeah. amazing. Uh, in Budapest, giving away uh, two cars, actually. A guy won two cars. Oh, we had a, a double up in the competition. So go and check out BOTB.com. Uh, livestock competition on there as well. Another weekly comp. Uh, the links are in the description below. We will be back again most likely next week yeah um who knows who it will be as you say it's just kind of sitting on the edge of a chair and, and mm. seeing who's yeah. around seeing who we want to chat to um thank you again so much for coming in becky no thank you guys thank you and we will see you again very soon bye for now cheerio bye.